0: This is one level, but I think that dreams are not only ours, I think that dreams belong to humanity as well. Ideas
1: are just floating around out there in the universe, waiting for the right person to come along, you know. Really coming down to this place that we are all connected. As within, so without. As above, so below.
0: Hello dreamers. Welcome to What Do They Mean? Podcast series where we, the Dream Collective, interview creative beings whose work has been inspired by dream psychology as we explore the symbolism of dreams and how they can inspire creativity. In today's episode, we talk to Claire Parry Jones. Claire is a multidisciplinary artist creating theatre, performance installations, paper land art, and photography. She performs and teaches internationally, facilitating workshops in the art of presence, connection, and communication through the art of clown. Claire seeks to deepen the connection with ourselves, each other and the environment through her creative practice. Today we talk to Claire about her experience of the healing and transformative effects of her shamanic practices. Hi Claire, thanks so much for coming on our podcast. It's a pleasure. Um, We wonder if you could start off by explaining what shamanism is and your experience and training within the practice.
1: Yes. Well, shamanism is, um, well, my experience of it is through my teacher based here in southeast Wales. Um, And it's really an ancient spiritual practice that's been around for tens of thousands of years. Um, And the word shaman comes from the Tungus tribe in Siberia. And it means being able to see in the dark, uh, spiritual healer. And it's basically, yeah, I see it as a spiritual practice. Um, I think the thing that makes it different from any other kind of spiritual practice is the fact that you journey, um, you make shamanic journeys. So you go to an altered state of consciousness can also be known as uh, the dreaming or dream time, going to the dream time. Um, And for me, it's also, it's a practice of the heart. Um, It's a very respectful practice and it helps me to connect to myself, to the universe, um, to my community, to the environment, you know, there's no leader or anything. When we meet, for example, we always meet in circle. There may be the facilitator, but at the end of the day we're all as one, so to speak. My experience of it, I well I first I gave myself a birthday gift Ten years ago, I decided to go to an introduction to shamanism workshop in Tinturn, in the beautiful Y Valley. And that was my gift to myself. And basically, I've been practicing ever since. So I've been doing a lot of training, um, always with my one teacher here. Um, And she has trained both here and with the Navajo as well. And um, my practice gets deeper and deeper. Yeah. And has... Helped me enormously. Yeah. What does the
0: training involve?
1: It involves. It involves a lot of challenges, um, good ones. Um, I mean, I feel very much if we're going to grow as a person, as a soul, then it's good to have these challenges. It's an unfurling as well. I like to see it um, because. Yeah, I feel I learn a lot more about myself, about patterns of behaviour, and about trying to uh, let go of the ego, and, and 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 say, okay, you drive the show a lot of the time, so you know you can you can take the back seat for a while, um, and allow the heart to to be more uh, in the driving seat, so to speak. Um, it involves a lot. I've done many weekends of training and it's a three-year training period where I've also been learning how to uh, heal others, uh, heal the land. Um, so it's a very in-depth training of practice, both for oneself and the community. Mm, I think that's what I also love is that, you know, we do we do ceremonies for the land Mm. uh, or for communities uh, and work together in that um, it's not just for yourself Mm. Um, and uh, it it involves a lot of time being outside and also many ceremonies in this part of the world we tend to sit out uh, in the forest you know, some people will talk about sweat lodges or whatever, but that's not um, a tradition of this land. So uh, my teaching is very much the tradition of this land. So, yeah, it involves nights out in the forest, coming to meet a lot of your own resistances and walls, breaking through them. Uh, which I think we all know is not easy, um, but the harvesting of that is wonderful. Yeah.
0: Mm. Has um, people that you've met um, doing the same, same kind of practice, have they had a similar experience to you that kind of brought them to shamanism as well?
1: Do you know, I don't know. I've never really asked anyone why, why they're there. Um, uh, I mean, I know for my part, I've tried different spiritual practices Um, and the longest I think I did before practicing shamanism was Buddhism, uh, which I practiced for about 10 years and it was beautiful, but there was something missing there for me. And then I, um, I found this shamanic training and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been, this is what I've been needing. Um, Sorry, I'm going to turn the microphone <laughs> off I suddenly heard this. Sorry. External, it okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Get right. off. Sound. Almost nearly, there's close to the drumbeat. Um, <laughs> where was I? Um, oh, yes. So I've been doing other practices, but the thing about the shamanic work that I really love is that I go into nature. I mean, I do a lot inside as well, but I'm in the woods, lighting fires, Mm. learning how to respect the element of fire, the element Mm. of earth, water, air, and the ethers, really coming down to this place that we are all connected, as within, so without, as above, so below. I think uh, actually that's what I do like is that we're all very different, we come from so many different backgrounds and mm, work or whatever and and I really enjoy enjoy this as well. Coming down to the root of it you know, the source of, of um, yeah, what's it all about? <laughs> you know, mm.
2: it's lovely that you mentioned above and below because that's the, the, our first single which is coming out soon is called A oh! wow. <laughs> worth mentioning
1: well I, and it's very important to me too that you know working in in journeying and it's across many cultures worldwide where you have um, and seen in obviously in different ways like the upper world the middle world and the lower world so uh, exactly like the tree of life or you know the branches in the upper, the middle, the trunk, and the root, to the lower world, and uh, and that's very, yeah, for me that's that it makes total sense, um, and it's seen in different ways in different uh, religions um, or practices. But for me, I really enjoy this and enjoy the, yeah, the above and below,
2: mm. Mm. and we're kind of floating somewhere in the middle. <laughs>
1: We're in the middle, exactly.
2: <laughs> We're
1: in the middle, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's always there—the above and below. It's everything is always there, mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Just needing to tap into it, yeah, in some way. yeah. Mm. Mm. The
1: other thing I really like about the shamanic practice is that it's it's a practice of intention. So, for example when you do a journey you set an intention a very clear intention and you know you you decide are you going to the upper the middle or the lower world um which is one form of of journeying but you set an intention and you go there and then you come back and it's very important like the boundaries that hold the work the dreaming there are very strict boundaries and it's supported by uh, well percussion i drum a lot or rattle or sing or tap my chest um, to find this beat that mm. supports uh, entering into a state of altered consciousness or non-ordinary reality or parallel universe or whatever mm. you want to call it um, and there've been studies to show that, um, the theta waves in the brain, like drumming with a certain beat enables, um, theta waves to be, you know, very strong. So you, you actually, you you slow down and are able to enter this state, uh, the dreaming state or uh, the ability to enter this world.
0: Mm.
2: Could you expand on what, uh, what theta theta waves, because I recognise that, but I can't quite remember what that means exactly. There are,
1: now, as far as I remember, there are five different waves. Beta is like how perhaps we are now, a kind of a, an, an ordinary, normal, um, pretty active state. The alpha state, which is a bit slower, and then there's theta, which is almost like... um. It's when the the waves slow down and you can enter into this. um, All I can say is it enables you to um, enter this state of um, non-ordinary reality, I call it, but an altered state of consciousness. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Like transcendence, almost. Yeah, almost.
1: It's it's like... uh, like sometimes I can do a journey and come out of it and it'll take me quite a while to 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 center and um my teacher often says are both eyes facing forward Mm. and then ready to to move into you know normal daily ordinary things Mm. but um it takes a while Uh, to do that because you do enter into this other state
2: Mm. yeah we've got some very good friends as well who live in portugal they've done this various sort of journey work around Mm. bracken Mm. um and they and we did a few of the drum the the sort of journeys where you're you're supposed to find an access point yeah and go down Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting because me and um my kate's brother Mm. did journey on separate occasions and experienced almost exactly the same thing we'd come down into this sort of passage Mm. and then got into a cave and looked up and there was a cave, the cave was full of stars Mm. and we both had this simultaneous experience and it was just really sort of magical.
1: It is magical. And I think this is Mm. what I love as well about dreaming in community, journeying mm, as a, as a circle because often we will journey for others journey upon the same thing. And it's incredible to to, uh, discover that we have very similar experiences. And everyone experiences a journey in a different way. You know, some are more visual or kinetic or, or, you know, all the smells or something. And even sometimes we smell the same thing, even though there isn't that smell in the physical reality there but it's in the journeying and that's, it's extraordinary, Mm. um, to have that. And I, yeah.
0: Mm. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about the, is it the three worlds or the three? Yes. Could you expand on that a little bit more? Hmm. Well, three worlds, I don't know if I. Can. I'm just thinking.
1: You know, I. I. This obviously affects my daily life and my creative life. Um, I started looking at archaeology uh, quite a lot in terms of my my creative work and 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 shamanism and um, discovered this um, uh, Mesolithic burial. Uh, a grave in Denmark uh, where a newborn baby is placed upon a swan's wing next to its mother. And I read up about it and and they used a swan's wing because a swan can exist in the air, in flight, um, on land, and in the water. So it spans the three worlds. And... um, it is understood that they had a belief system that swans would bring the soul of a person in the form of a child. And then they would also take the soul away at a point of death uh, to the upper world. And I, I found this very beautiful to see the existence of the three worlds at once. Mm. I mean... For my own personal experience, I feel sometimes, you know, if I really need to ground, I'm going to go do a lower world journey, mm. or if I have a teacher, a helping spirit who is more air based, then I will travel to the upper world. I think I should maybe I should explain more about the journey. We journey to um, non ordinary reality, often to meet. Uh, Some call them power animals or helping spirits. They could be ancestors. They could come in human form, plants, animals. And um, you journey to meet them and seek guidance and then bring that information back and find ways to apply that in your life or for whatever reason it happens to be. Um, So... In those terms, it also slightly depends on um, where they might exist in this middle world. I mean, if I'm working with a if I'm working with um, a, a sea mammal, then I'll go to the lower world. If I'm working with a bird, I'll go. Generally speaking, I'll go to the air, to the mm. upper world.
2: Conjures up ideas for me of. of do you, do you know, talk about much about um, polarity? and so sort of and the example i think of is is like the sound wave so you have that peak and the trough
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the relationship between those things appearing to be opposites but are actually one exp- this one expression of the same
1: yeah. thing
2: just in different points absolutely so
1: that- and it's also important that there is a balance there too Like, um, I know from early on, my teacher was like, don't always go to, you know, you might favor one as opposed to another, but don't always go there. It's very important to balance. Because just as you say, they are all one as a whole, really. Mm. It's just um, easier to go to one um, just because of the existence. This is also an important thing as well in terms of, like, a medicine wheel, of, 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 you know, where do your helping uh, teachers exist in terms of, um, also, uh, the directions, north, south, east, west. Where, where do they exist, and the elements? So, yeah, it's all very much related, uh,
0: connected. Yeah. Cool. We'll move on to the next question, um, yeah. which is, what is the connection between shamans and dreams? Well, if we're talking about dreams as
1: in terms of the journey, shamans will make a journey, uh, which is, is really ceremony. Um, it's very much a lot about preparation. Mm, you know, you can prepare for an hour and then the journey might only be five minutes uh, or it could be 10, 15, 20. Um, But the relationship between shamans and dream, as in the journey, as opposed to sleep dreaming, um, is very much this. It's what makes it shamanism, is the fact that um, you have this it's what makes it different from other spiritual practices. Is the journey,
0: um,
1: or the dreaming?
0: Um, so you would call when you're you're practicing, you call the place you go the dream.
1: I like to think of it more like a parallel universe, like mm-hmm. because it's always there. It's just whether I set the intention to go there. Um, uh, I don't call it the dream. I know um, very much in, I think, with some Aboriginal tribes, they'll call it the dream time. Mm. Um, but I don't personally use that language. But I I think the difference is with a shamanic journey, it's an intentional uh, uh, act of ceremony. And you go there and you come back. And it's very much about sort of having one foot in this reality of the middle world and then one foot in whichever world you're entering mm. so it's, it's about being in at least two places at the same time mm. um, I don't really know how else to explain it mm. but you're somehow you're able to enter into this altered state of consciousness but also have an awareness of what else is is going on. Mm. Yeah. sounds you, very
2: connected to lucid dreaming so sorry, I just thought it was worth mentioning yeah, yeah. because yeah although maybe you still might you might be very much conscious and awake but that similarity of, of sort of intention and maybe control within that mm-hmm. other place to be able to make decisions and
1: yeah
2: and I was just wondering about that disparity between then what you're saying is a shamanistic journey uh and the difference between that and a sleeping dream? Could you maybe, is, what What do you think is a defining feature other than being able to control what you're doing?
1: I think the, the defining feature is the intention. I will set an intention, like I will um, create a sacred space and then I will set an intention, like I'll think, oh, I need to, like, what I? Are... Um, For example, um, to seek guidance for an artistic project. Um, So I will ask who is willing to, who is going to be there for me to seek guidance from. And um, then when I realize who it is, then I will decide, okay, I, and I'll set an intention and I'll say it out loud three times. I intend to journey to the upper world, to meet with whoever, to seek guidance about uh, my artistic project. So I make it very clear, it's very clear, intentioned, and then I'll start. And I'll start from my Axis Mundi, and I will go up to the upper world, for example. I will have my guidance, um, receive whatever that is. Um, ask if there's anything I can do for my teacher, because uh, this is a very important aspect as well—is the reciprocal nature of it. And it may be. Uh, this is another thing I love. It may be that I need to do something for this particular animal in this world, physical world, as a sign of respect, gratitude, and care. So I'll have the journey, and then I will come back. And, and all this time, for example, if I'm drumming, I will have a um, set drum beat to take me in, to be in the journey, and then um, an end of that and a signal to come back. And then I will come back. And I like to write, so I scribe a lot. I, I write quite a few notes. Um, because I also find it interesting as well to see over the years, and also if it's helping me or if there's particular things I need to know, and then um, yeah, that's it. And if I need to do something particular for one of my teachers, um, then that's what I'll
0: do. Do your your sleeping dreams ever affect, or I guess affect your life, or then your your Journeying, or do they inspire anything within the practice?
1: It's funny because you know, I journey quite a lot, and that always gives me such a um I always feel so much better afterwards. Um, I could be uplifted, or I could be very grounded, or whatever, or, or feel far more in my heart as opposed to my ego and my mind. Um, And the sleeping dreams, often I'll have times when I don't remember my sleeping dreams for ages. Um, Or then I will, like the other day, I had super vibrant, busy, busy dreams. Um, And the ones where I was almost like, do I want to stay here? Where am I? Oh, actually, it's only a dream. Oh, it's okay. I can come out of this. Mm. Oh, maybe I'll go back in. And this... And then afterwards, I couldn't remember what it was. I just knew my body physically felt very different.
0: Mm. Do you think those two worlds are connected in any way? The asleep world and the the journey world?
2: Mm.
1: I think the difference is that when I'm journeying, I know I'm journeying from the heart. And if I'm not, then I'm not in the journey. It's my ego that's driving the the show but when I'm in my heart then um, I trust it much more I think in my sleep I'm uh, trying to figure things out trying to release things trying to yeah for example having anxiety dreams or something then I feel it's far more about my ego and not about my heart um, which is useful for the ego but um, I wouldn't ever choose. I mean, yes, I've had some beautiful dreams sometimes which have really affected me, sleep dreams which have really affected me and have stayed with me. Um, But I, 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 I really treasure the shamanic journeys because I know I can seek, I can see things or feel things or seek guidance or give healings for people. And know that it's from a place of heart. And you know, we talk about the hollow bone. That you 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 step out of your way, you become a hollow bone, and you allow uh, whatever the, the the teaching is, or the guidance, or the healing from a teacher to come through. So you're not really doing the work. You're setting up the structure for the healing to happen. Mm.
2: And it feels like, I think for the most part, that dreams, as in sleeping dreams, are much more about a kind of narrative that you are subject to, but yeah. rather, I guess this kind of work would maybe more, like, I like what you said about seek seekers, you're seeking, you're actively seeking something. Yes. Therefore, maybe it's more directly like you're going to get answers or mm. something because you're actively looking for it, maybe
1: and the answers will always come in the form that you can understand them Mm. like like they'll come in the form that your brain or you yourself will be able to manage it may maybe you don't really understand it might be quite metaphysical or it might be quite blunt and to the point you know um but it's always individual, it's always for whoever, and it's always in a way that can be explored more. I think that's the other thing in a journey. Like, I I might do a journey and, and be given images or something, and then I'm like, oh, so um, <clears throat> well, I didn't quite understand that, so I'll go back and explore that part more of a journey. And I know, like, for example, when I, I trained to be a drama therapist – uh years ago and we looked a lot at dreams and working with dreams with working with clients and dreams and learning to deconstruct them uh maybe have role play and have people working at doing different parts of the dream or you as the client being in different roles to see how that um affects you um, and I think in a way, in the shamanic journey, you know, I could go and, and, and then go and explore more of one aspect of it and then come back. Mm. Um, so I set the intention to do that. But then whatever happens then is mm, whatever the guidance is.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm. That was really interesting. I, yeah, I don't know if we should explain a little bit about the project as well, because we haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. So the, the project we're doing now, which we started just before Christmas last year, is all about dreams and why we have them, and writing music, I guess, inspired by them. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting hearing this other... Um, side to what a dream could be or exploring a different dream world that isn't your Mm. asleep dream yeah um and I wonder if you could do you think you could ever go into the um that journeying world whilst asleep or do you have to be physically awake to experience that
1: yes physically awake and because It's very important to be able to go there and come back Mm. to bring what you learn and not stay there because, you know, uh, um, because sometimes you can just stay there, but that's not reality. It's, Mm. it's not the reality that we're living in here in a day to day life. And it's important that you come back and bring what you've learned back to this, um, It's not to say that I haven't had experiences, like certainly when I first started to journey, I would lie down and have a blindfold and not do the drumming. I would be drummed, so to speak. Now I can blindfold or not, or use my hair to cover my face. And drum and dance and move, and it's far more active because I'm far more confident and can easily um, go into an altered state quite easily. And it can be very vibrant, very physical. Uh, it all depends, you know, on how and what it is. But at the very beginning, sometimes I would drop very quickly and be in this sort of dream state. And then get anxious that I had that I wouldn't remember. I I would forget what actually happened, and then I would sort of let go and say, "Okay, just don't get hung up about it." You know, somewhere in me, my soul will remember what I need to remember, and that's it. But I do believe you need to be um, uh, awake. But that's my experience so far. Mm. I'm just a real beginner in the <laughs> in the learning and, and everything. I think, oh, my gosh, you know, I've, I've been doing it 10 years and it's made a massive change in my life and how I see things and how I work and live and everything. But I'm also very aware that I just know so
0: little. Mm. What do you think the, the biggest changes that you've noticed on your life? Mm.
1: I'm far more connected to um, the environment. I'm far more connected to to my place in the world, I guess. Um, uh, for example, and I think I'm far more respectful. If I was to travel to another country... I will prepare before that. I will introduce myself to the spirit of the country and say I'm going to be visiting. And and that's very important for me in my preparation. Uh, normally, I'm traveling abroad for creative work. So um, that's also a huge part of, of how it's affected me because I will seek guidance about my work or if there's a place I should go to or if there's something I should do. Um, uh, so I think I'm getting out of my way much more. And I also know, because I have my land art practice and performance, um, a lot of which is clown-based, um, and I did some training in Canada in the pachinko method with Sue Morrison, and that's also based partly in, in um, sort of uh, First Nation Canadian uh, people, Indigenous uh, beliefs. And, and this also is hugely important to me about finding your truth. I feel far more, far more empowered um, in myself and feel more whole. I've received quite a lot of healings. Um, it's very much about spiritual health, I guess. Uh, we talk about soul loss uh, as a result of trauma, traumatic things that have happened in your life. And, and parts of your soul uh, go away to protect themselves. And part of the healing is to, to um, bring back those soul parts when they're ready to come back so that you become more whole as a person. And I do certainly feel uh, far more um, whole, I guess. Mm. But it also involves a lot of you know, work in terms of psychotherapeutic work, it also involves the support of that as well sometimes you know especially around traumatic stuff but mm. i do feel more connected mm. and i have to remind myself when i suddenly get anxious or the ego starts going on nay, 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 nay. And i'm like okay drum <laughs> grounding let's get some advice let's i think also that feeling of not you're not alone you're never alone because mm-hmm. you always have your teachers um I place far more importance on ancestors than I ever did before, uh, respecting the, the wisdom of them and their experience um, and what I carry forward to the descendants as well. It's really, yeah. Or even little things, except they're not so little, but even like this morning I woke early, so I went to the river and there was a beautiful raven. So it's like, oh, greeting the raven. Um, or the kingfisher, or, or whatever, and, and, and um, or if I'm visited by a particular creature or something quite a bit, I'm like, hmm, maybe we should have a meeting. So I'll do a journey and uh, to meet, I don't know, raven, for example, or whatever. Mm. Is there something I need to know? I think it's more about opening my eyes and my heart, mm. be more mindful, present, yeah, mm. far more mindful. Um, uh, become far more observant as well and uh, far more respectful um, particularly of the forces of nature in particular yeah
2: mm. should we maybe go into a bit then about its effect on your creativity because yeah. obviously this is this is ultimately what we're getting at with the with the use of sleeping dreams yeah and how we can sort of harness them yeah Indulge our
1: creativeness
2: mm. and yeah, just maybe talk a bit about that.
1: Mm. Well, I guess the root of the word shaman from the Tungus language in Siberia uh, certainly, my shamanic practice has had a huge impact on my um, uh, practice uh, as an artist. And um, so, I've done quite a bit of research on clown, shamanism, and ritual, uh, particularly in Siberia and Japan. So it's been a huge influence to me, not not only in um, what I do, but how I do it. Um, So for example, I've done a lot of um, work on Lake Baikal in Siberia, particularly in the winter when it freezes. Um, And there's a very strong shamanic tradition there. So it was great for me to come from my traditions and meet the Buryak people and see how they worked with the lake. And it was beautiful to, I mean, we were doing huge, like getting one tonne blocks of ice out of the lake, and then loads of sculptors were carving ice horses. Mm. So it was quite a dangerous practice as well. So it was very much having rituals, first at the beginning of the project with a local shaman, and then whoever it was that were working, we would have ceremonies in the morning, uh, greeting the lake, um, asking for protection, Uh, seeking anything we might need to know. They were doing it in Russian and I was doing my own in in English, but we were making ceremony together. So it's things like that that are very important. And then listening for signs, especially from the ice and all the sounds. So in a sense, I've done experiential, but also some academic research into this. But affecting me, like... I did a journey once and they said, and my teacher said, you're going to Siberia on your own. And I thought you must be kidding me. I've never been to Siberia. I don't know, but I went and I did it and I met this group and I've ended up going there pretty much every year for the last uh, six years, doing incredible projects out there. And um, I've been building ice labyrinths um, each spring equinox on the ice. (laughs) And um, it's, and I will, I will journey, seek guidance, and follow this advice. Um, so that's been hugely influential to me. The same with Japan. I've, I've done a lot of work in Japan now. Um, so some of it is, I'll do a journey, and it'll be right. You're going to a particular country or a place or, uh, or whatever, and I, and and <laughs> I often am like. Whoa. Uh, then I have to remind myself yeah yeah that's just your ego blah 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 actually you got to come back to here and trust trust and again it's like you know, I'm not on my own I have my compassionate helping spirits all around me if I choose to uh, connect with them and the nature of the work, like I, I've started to work a lot with like the, the the burial thing I taught, the Mesolithic burial in Denmark, that's had a big impact on me and I've started to look a lot at um, Mesolithic, Neolithic burial chambers and, and years ago I was on a National Theatre Wales artist residency on Anglesey and I got really interested in these burial chambers. And then um, this year was supposed to be returning as an artist in residence with CADU, but um, obviously got postponed because of COVID. But um, I still did a lot of research for the project and will do. And again, it's all very connected with uh, ritual, which is a huge part of shamanic uh, practice Mm -hmm. Uh, and actually was also a big part of my drama therapy uh, practice. Um, And I use it a lot uh, in my work. So... It's all these different strands of journeying for, um, you know, purposes for guidance but also giving me a wealth of information. Um, what to do, how to do it, where to go and also more eye-openers of healthy places to be, uh, people to work with and those that perhaps are not going to be so beneficial of serving any of us in in a way that is is positive and I think you know sometimes the journeys have the the whole practice has enabled me to slow down for example just being by the river this morning and watching the water coming in with the tree roots and then having a whole inspiration and seeing in front of me a design for a new paper costume and I'm like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. wow that's Mm -hmm. it but because I just stop and sometimes I forget to stop. So <laughs> hmm, hmm. yeah.
0: important. Yeah. Yeah. That's very beautiful. I think we hmm. should look to nature more for inspiration, shouldn't we? I, I yeah. And and in
1: in all its in all its force and drive and uh, the beauty but also the harsh reality of it takes quite a lot for something to grow mm. um, unfortunately it doesn't take so much to destroy it but um, necessarily um, but yeah like looking at these roots this morning they were the young roots and I'm like which tree has this come from and how far is it taking this liquid and, and nutrients that's a lot of work um mm. and the force of the water as well, because when I first went there, it was very low, mm. and uh, it's very different now and again, you know working in water I work a lot in water environments, whether it's ice or sea or lakes or rivers, so again, obviously have to be very um, practical, uh, but I find the connection connecting more with the elements. I find I'm. I, I feel more protected, um, and therefore I guess I'm more relaxed as well, um, and listening more, and therefore able to see more. Very well said. I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Brilliant.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it's a yeah. pleasure. Yeah. Really. Really. Inspiring. To it's really to lovely. Mm, and. It sounds wonderful, the things that you're tapping into and would be lovely to experience some of it, actually. Yeah,
1: it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking about uh, earlier about dreaming for each other. So sometimes in circle, we will uh, journey for each other. So uh, one person once did a journey for me and talked about a place that became very apparent that, that uh, I was um, urged to go to. And as she was talking about it, I thought, I know, I know this place. I used to go there as a child. You know, it was the last holiday I had with my birth mother was in this place. So I thought, okay, I have to go. And then I was like, am I mad? And can I really trust this? You know, whatever. Anyway. I decided to do it. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. And it was extraordinary because um, it was um, the Swansea Cork to Southern Ireland. The the Swansea Cork uh, ferry was on. And then the name of the ferry that I booked happened to be my mother's birth name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, that's lovely. And I went across the, I took a night crossing and then found my way to the place, but I could—I had no idea how to to physically get to this this place. I mean, it was a rock pool, um, and again, it was like, okay, I found a and B, and I was just—I got a really ground, get out of my way, open up, and I just literally sort of followed my nose, and I found this pool and it was the most extraordinary experience because it was affirmation for me that um, the journey that this person did was a reality. I don't know how you explain these things, but I trust it and believe it. And I think, and this was quite early on in my practice. It may have been maybe two years in or something. And I really, no, it was one year in. It was one year in. And I, after that moment, I thought, I need to start beginning to trust. It was a bit like you, Grin, saying how you both had the same uh, journeys with the cave and the stars. Mm. And, and there is the collective dreaming, as we call it. Um, and I went, I, I, yeah, and then I came home, and it was the most extraordinary experience for me. And that all came from somebody else's journey for me.
2: Mm. It's really exciting because I think all of this kind of stuff is just the beginning of us kind of tapping into something which is really, really big. It's, and I think yes. probably yeah, we're going to start finding probably, you know, in the next hundred years or whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll discover things about consciousness that we probably can't even quite believe now so yeah
1: it's really exciting and to know that people have been practicing this for tens of thousands of years I mean I know there's some rock art and and things they found of at least 40,000 years but I'm sure it's like hundreds of thousands of years well hundreds of I don't know but I think that it is we know so little and 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 yeah, I think our society is so driven by ego and so many things that actually is not what the essence of our souls is about at all. And it's finding our way back and having these beautiful experiences, or even like lockdown. And not, I mean, I was supposed to be working in Siberia and Japan this year, and I was very sad not to be able to. I do still hope to be to do these things. Um, I was invited to go to the Altai Mountains, which is a very sacred place, um, and to give a women's work, a long women's workshop in Clown. Um, and uh, many people said, have you been to the Altai? The last time I was in Siberia, have you been to the Altai? And after the fifth person asked me, I said, okay, I got the message, I need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't yet. But at least in the dreaming, the journeys, I can go there. I can go to the spirit of the place. I can still get information. I can still, you know, go there. It's just not in this physical body form, but it's in another form.